going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom is my lovely co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? What's going on, everybody? Hope you guys are having a great week so far. Uh, you guys are definitely going to want to stay tuned for this one. we got a lot of great stuff for you. So stay there, stay tuned, and please enjoy. All right, guys, what's going on? Um, man, uh, last week's episode was fantastic. It was so fantastic. We wanted to wait a little bit longer uh, to record our podcast. So that's why we're a little bit later. We just wanted it to uh, sizzle a little bit over. And uh, so now, uh, now we're back. So thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. Last week's episode, honestly, though, was fantastic. It was, it was so great. Uh, I want to have a big shout out to Paul Leffler again. It was, it was so cool to have him. He was uh, so kind to take the time to do it and um, to, uh, you know, let us ask these dorky questions that <clears throat> I would normally ask him if I were playing basketball right now. So, uh, you know, it's just, it was, it was really fun. We had a great time um, and we appreciate all the, uh, all the love and, and uh, shout outs and support that we've gotten uh, from a lot of people, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, whatever it was. Uh, it, it was, it was great. So we appreciate everyone listening and, and, uh, really enjoying it. So thank you everyone. And, and specifically, thank you, Paul. Again, uh, I couldn't, I, I could probably say it a hundred more times. I just appreciate what he did. So anyway, it was really cool. Um, but, uh, man, we have a lot of sports to cover. Uh, obviously last week we talked, uh, all about Fresno state. Uh, they had their first game, and actually, as we are recording, they're playing their second game here in Fresno. So they've had back-to-back games here in Fresno, so we'll obviously talk about that in a little while. Uh, and then, obviously, we're going to talk about the Raiders and the Buccaneers game and then what we're looking forward to in the Raiders and Browns game. But before we get into all that, Cody, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. I was uh, really excited about last week's episode. I mean, if anyone hasn't watched, go now. Or if you guys want to watch it on YouTube, go to our YouTube channel. I put up a couple of clips there. But for the most part, man, just hanging in there. It was a rough week for us as Raider fans and for Bulldogs. But, you know, um, I really felt like last week's episode was really good and informative. And I'm really excited to see the rest of the season for the Bulldogs. And, uh, again, shout out to Paul for taking the time for us. But, man, I'm ready to dive into this week, man. We got a pivotal week coming up and uh, trade deadlines around the corner. So there's a lot to get into. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, Cody, there's no time like the present, uh, Raiders and Buccaneers. Um, I I do want to say this, the final score, I don't think really told the whole story. I feel like in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, mind you, we were only down by four points. Um, it was just a couple of, you know, we didn't convert on a third down, um, and uh, we had we had Tom Brady on the ropes. It was like a third and thirteen, and uh, he throws a little screen to Leonard Fournette, and he gets a first down on it. And it was just like that's where we died. Like that play, and even John Gruden in the uh, post game, he he even said that was the killer right there. And you could tell too, like you could see the defense just like any type of hope that they had it 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 was let out by that play. So yeah, uh, it was a little frustrating. The defense is. I don't, I don't know how else to put it, but it's just horrendous. 
it's not good at all. Uh, we have talked about this before on a previous episode. Uh, we, we are already done with Paul Gunther. Now, uh, a lot of people like to argue, well, why are you going to fire him now? Is it, is it going to really help? Maybe not, but you know what? Um, you never know. You never know how a team's going to react after firing. Because um, I've, had, I've seen, I guess I should say Twitter fans. I shouldn't say like people I've talked to. Um, but like Twitter fans are saying, have you ever heard of, you know, former players of Paul Gunther on the Cincinnati Bengals team uh, ever say anything good about Paul Gunther or anything at all? And it's like, that's a good point. I have never heard anything say that. Now, that doesn't mean that they dislike him and it doesn't mean that they like him. But um, it, it does kind of make you think, especially what's going on now and the way that he's playing defense. I mean, luckily in his press conference today, he kind of put it on his shoulders, which he very well should. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it was completely his fault. Um, you know, he's not coaching up his guys. I mean, you could, you could argue Cleveland Farrell has done a lot better uh, Crosby was a nice surprise, but was it really him or was it just these guys working? Because I saw Farrell uh, on social media a lot and he was doing a lot of work. Uh, he was he was definitely putting in the time. So uh, I don't think that's necessarily Gunther. I think that's more of um, of the product of, of what type of player he is. So, you know, Cody, you and I have gone back and forth, you know, maybe there's something we need to add. Maybe there's, uh, like we said, maybe we just need to fire him. Maybe it'll it'll light something up. But I do want to pose this question because I, I think it, I don't necessarily want to talk about the, the Bucks game so much because I felt like our offense was good and we can get into it maybe later, but our defense lost that game. Our, our offense was fine. Honestly, it was. I know a lot of people want to be like, well, I mean, we only scored 20 points, blah, blah, blah. Listen, that was the best defense in the league right now, mm-hmm. and we we were driving every single time. Uh, there was a couple of, of uh, conversions that we just couldn't get, and honestly, Jacobs didn't have the greatest game, and so, you know, we our run, our run game was kind of non-existent at that point. So, mm-hmm. um, but Cody... Now, the trade deadline is coming up November 3rd, which ironically is Election Day, too. So, uh, man, that's going to be a crazy news day. Yeah. Uh, But um, do you feel like the Raiders need to make a trade? Do you feel like they need to sign someone who's a free agent Um, or possibly both? And, um, you know, what... What position would you prefer to focus on, I guess? is It would be another question, too. If we were signing or trading somebody, I think I would focus on more, I think, you know, pressuring the the quarterback. I would go with some sort of pass rusher. I don't necessarily think linebackers where we need to go. I like our linebacking core. Does it need work? Sure. But honestly, our secondary, especially the safety position, sometimes gives it up for us. I mean, Trayvon Mullen was actually doing pretty decent on Sunday. Uh, it was just, you know, leaving the defense on the field for more than six minutes, basically, that killed us in the fourth quarter. That basically put the nail in the coffin. Um, if I read correctly, the Raiders basically kicked off the ball around 11 minutes. They uh, And the Buccaneers scored at about 640. 
and then they got the or excuse me at 740 and they got the ball back about six minutes and change so the Raiders even on their following drive you know let their defense go back on the field again tired not enough breathing time and they scored again on a on a run play after a long drive so it's definitely the front. We need some more pressure. I would prefer to have like a veteran come by that could coach up the young guys and just be an extra body. Uh, I know you and I throw this name out there. I don't think it'll happen, but I'd, I'd like to see somehow J.J. Watt come to Las Vegas to help mm-hmm. out the, the pressure of it, especially Crosby. Crosby is a good player. However, I think he had only 10 sacks last season in his uh, rookie season, and I think now he only has like one or one and a half, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to check that before uh, I, I go any further, but I'm pretty certain that he only has, Oh, I'm so, so sorry, everybody. He actually has four sacks on the year. However, <laughs> the Raiders, hold on. The Raiders in total though, only have seven sacks as a mm-hmm. team. So he yep. has more than half of them. And that number for Crosby is good. However, when we see, when I'm seeing right now on the stats, I'm seeing Carl Nasby has a half a sack. Marcus Hurst has a half a sack, one sack by a cornerback. You know, we've got, we've got some legit D tackles here that have less than a sack than a, than a cornerback on the defense. So, you know, I really think we need to find some sort of frontline pressure to, you know, help our defense. Because, for example, when we went against Patrick Mahomes two weeks ago before our bye week, how did, mm-hmm. we, how did we beat the Patriots? Or, excuse me, how did we beat the Chiefs? We beat Patrick Mahomes by making him, you know, get out of the pocket. We sacked him. Uh, we didn't make him get comfortable. Tom Brady, I don't even think we knocked him down at all. He Even the pass he did to uh, Scotty Miller where he held his form, not a single Raider touched him when he stepped into the pocket and just let it rip. A 43-year-old quarterback threw over the young Raider yeah. defense, and we didn't do anything of it. Yeah. So – I, I don't think the Raiders are going to trade or sign anybody. If they were going to sign anybody, they would have done it now. I don't think they're going to do that unless there's some miraculous, you know, good player that some team on a defense doesn't want anymore, which I doubt. I don't think the Raiders are going to be in the market for trading because, you know, like what we talk about, Mayock is a draft guy, so he's going to want all those assets to build in the draft, and he's not going to, he's going to want to develop them. He's not going to want to, you know, buy from another team and, and get them to buy into our culture when they've already, uh, you know, been subdued to another culture. So I think Mayock isn't going to be willing to let go of any assets or trade picks and, uh, or excuse me, any draft picks. And I think, you know, the defense is what we have right now. And uh, I don't think Paul Gunther is going to make it throughout the season. Um, I, I foresee that if we have another bad game against Cleveland, if Baker Mayfield throws like four or five, six touchdowns on our defense, which is highly likely, by the way, Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they don't have OBJ, but they still have a pretty decent receiving core and some really good tight ends. They do have Kareem Hunt. Um, we're decent at stopping the run, but as soon as we're on the field for too long, we're we're suspect to the passing game, especially on defense. And, you know, uh, Mayfield could easily throw it on us for a good chunk of yards, and, you know, mm-hmm. they could easily beat us through the air just in that way. And it's it would be difficult. And I, I think what's going to end up happening is Rob Marinelli is going to be the going to be the interim defensive coordinator. I would think in the next week or two. I think after I think after this week, if Paul Gunther has another poor showing, then he's gone. Rob Marinelli is going to take over, and we might see a slight defensive impact just because it's a new voice now in the locker room. Sometimes you know you get your a little bit more of a you know you get a little bit more energy with someone new comes in. So we'll see. Um, it doesn't look good, though, for Paul Gunther, in my opinion. This is his yeah. second or third season with us. 
And so far, second, second season. And his defense is worse than it was last year. And we yeah. actually were better against the run last year. Now we're not very good at the run, and we're even worse in the passing game. Yeah. So that's, that's what my feelings are. Do I think we're going to do anything at the trade deadline? No. I don't think signing anybody's going to help right now. I think we just need to find a way to be creative with blitz packaging, with our coverage. We got to stop letting plays go over the top of us because when we play against a team that has a vertical threat receiver, we mm-hmm. don't have a concept of, of making sure that we have somebody in the back that doesn't let it go over the top. Yeah. Um, you know, we're for some reason, especially like, for example, when we went against uh, the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill had a big gain on us, what happened? He went right past the defense. And yeah. really, if you're going to play him like that, you need to have somebody over the top that won't let anything get behind him. And yeah. the Raiders are always suspect. Like, for some reason, they like playing the safeties really shallow. And that makes them, you know, susceptible to getting pass plays over the top of them. So the defense isn't working. We need to change who's calling defensive plays and, and, uh, de- and defensive coordinators, in my opinion, but Raiders aren't making a move. I don't see, I don't see them any urgency to do so. So yeah. I don't see any reason to do it now. I mean, I, I, I say it's, it's absolutely bull. What Gruden said, uh, Gruden was like, Oh, we need to make a change, but we need, we're going to make a change on the lineup. And, you know, kind of change a few things on the defensive side, maybe, you know, switch some guys up. And I was like, that's, that's not our issue right now. Our issue is who's calling those plays. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's, he doesn't want to fire him because they're like mid season and they're kind of in a position where they can continue to get better. Mm-hmm. So I think that's his hesitation. And I understand that. Like you're, you're in, it's not like we're one in six, yeah we're not like one and six or you know anything like that we're three and three yeah and we're second in the AFC West so it is one of those things that I can kind of understand why you don't want to make a change so quickly Mm -hmm. but listen it's not getting any better it's getting worse and like you said with Kansas City we put so much pressure it was fantastic. I mean, I don't know why we can put pressure on Kansas City, who, in my opinion, I think is a better team than Tampa Bay right now. Mm-hmm. And then we, we face Tampa Bay, and um, we don't touch Tom Brady at all. And Patrick Mahomes is a more athletic quarterback. He's a guy who can move around, and he can run for a first down if he wants to. Uh, they have a, a, a rookie running back who's killing it. I mean, Leonard Fournette killed us in that game. Fournette just came back, and Ronald Jones has been great, and so they throw out Leonard Fournette, and it just seemed like he was getting a first down every time he touched the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty Miller, a, a guy who um, is, I think, is shorter than Jalen Richard that we have. You know, like, yeah. it's insane. So, um, and Mike Evans touched the ball twice in that whole game. I mean, Mike Evans should have been the one who was killing us. That makes more sense to me. But and, and you know, Gronk had a good game. But you know, again, that's one of those things that that makes more sense to me that Gronk is is doing good versus um, you know, like Scotty Miller. Like it, mm-hmm. it that shouldn't happen. So um, for me, I, I think the Raiders. I'm just like you. I I feel like the Raiders need to make a move. And um, I, I do think they need to go off Paul Gunther, but I also do think they need to either make a trade or sign a free agent. We have talked about this before. Earl Thomas is still on the free agency market. Yeah. And 
We have seven million uh, salary cap for this year. I think we could get Earl Thomas under seven million. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, you get Eric Harris out of there. Mm-hmm. Now he had to start last game because Abram was out. But Abram is another one of those guys who he wants to tackle, so he's always coming up. And we don't need him to come up. We need him to go back. Mm-hmm. We need him to stay back. Um, Eric Harris, I, I don't know what he's doing there. Just like you said, in the Kansas City game, the very first play, they throw it in Tyreek Hill, and I'm like, how did he – he was he was watching Hill and just let him go past. It was like, mm-hmm. dude – what are you doing? Like yeah. you have to, I would rather you bite on him going deep than trying to undercut him. Like we don't need you to undercut. We need you to keep him in front of you. Um, and Harris did it again mm-hmm. in, in the very first play in Tampa Bay. I don't remember which, which receiver. I don't know if it was Miller or Godwin, but it was just, it was right away. And, and, um, it, it was just it, it was so annoying to watch that game defensively, um, you know. It, it was it was it was hard to watch. It really was just like Tom Brady was doing whatever. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady is is a no good quarterback. Of course, you know Tom Brady is a great quarterback. Just because he's 43 doesn't mean he can't play. He's still mm-hmm. being able to play, but we know he can't move. He's yeah. not going to run. So you know, all we have to do is put a little pressure in front of him where he can't step up in the throws. And it seemed like all game long he was able to step up. I think he got hit like once. He did only and, once. Yeah. And that's only. just that's just unacceptable. I, I will it's s- unacceptable. I will say this though to kind of defend the defense a little bit. Our offense does need to do something I think we need to start adapting our game plan as the game goes on and realize that whatever the defense is giving us, we need to adjust something. Um, you know, because we actually won the time of possession by over three minutes and we only had, we only had 19 first downs while Tampa Bay had 29. That's not a defensive problem. I mean, it is kind of a defensive problem, but also too, if the offense even wins half of those 10 more additional first downs that, that, uh, the Buccaneers got, we're talking about a totally different game. Again, we had the ball more. We didn't commit more penalties. We were terrible on third down, which let the defense come back. Um, you know, so obviously if our defense is tired, that front already has problems getting pressure against a pretty good offensive line that the Buccaneers do have. I will say in defense to them, you know, the offense needs to find a creative way to get Jacobs involved. I think this is his second game. And I think the last three games where he was almost a non-factor and the Raiders, I didn't think that they did anything outside of the normal game plan to get him touches or get anything to him. I know that the Raiders are pretty terrible when it comes to the screen passing game. I feel like that he would be perfect with that. I feel like Jacob should be somebody that utilizes his speed and his um, agility against uh, a linebacker or against a safety that can't keep up with him. Or, you know, even if a a defense is going to run zone and you have a, you know, a defensive end, you know, trying to zone on him and you can let him find the soft spot, I think get, get some, get some touches for him and get him more involved. Because, you know, Aguilar had over 100 yards. Waller had a pretty mm-hmm. good game. But yeah. then you look at Jacobs, he rushed 10 times, 17 yards. That's less than two yards per carry. And we only and he had four, uh, three catches on four targets, but only for 14 yards. So it's not, mm-hmm. like, not like it looks like that they did anything to get him more involved. He just, once, they, once he was neutralized, you know, we were done. Derek Carr had more rushing yards than Jacobs. That shouldn't, that shouldn't be the case. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that the Raiders' pass game was pretty good. 
Derek Carr had an off game. He, this is his first game all season. He threw under 70%. Still threw two touchdowns, though. But, I mean, when he's pressured and sacked, you know, obviously that's going to that's gonna determine a lot offensively for us. But I feel like we need to find more creative ways to get the ball to Jacobs. We only targeted Ruggs three times. I feel like he's the one that could take a lot of pressure off for the offense mm-hmm. if, he's, um, if he's, you know, being utilized as a, a decoy or a focal point. But mm-hmm. two, though, we did have a COVID issue where mm-hmm. basically our whole offensive line, thanks to Trent, uh, Trent Brown, uh, basically had close contact to COVID and they were off for like a few days. Yeah. Um, and Trent Brown wasn't there again. So I think he's only played like two games this season. I think it was yeah, I think like week that. one and then uh, the week with the Chiefs, I think, or, or no. The, no, against the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, against the Chiefs. And that was it. But mm-hmm. each of those games, though, we won. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say, like, he obviously makes a huge difference in the run game and all that stuff, but it's also our offense. we got to find a way to adapt and be creative, find a way to stay on the field so our defense gets a break so that way, you know, they don't give up touchdowns to 43-year-old quarterbacks. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the offensively speaking, uh, Carr, I, I felt like because he was under 70%, a lot of it was he took some deep shots and it didn't connect, and it's just like, it wasn't one of those where it was like he just like way overthrew it or underthrew it or it was almost picked off or something. It was it was an accurate ball. It was just, you know, there was one that he threw to Ruggs that Ruggs just, it was a fingertip. I mean, he just missed it. Um, and, I mean, Carr placed it pretty well. Um, he needed to stretch his arms out a little bit more. Um, but I mean, it's one of those as a receiver, you're going to be like, well, I should have had that. And I know he wanted to, the only thing is rugs is a little bit shorter. So, you know, you have to put it like a lot better on him. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's, that's really the only thing that I I saw that car was really inaccurate with, uh, that bucks and Buccaneers defense was, uh, very, uh, stingy. They were very good. Yeah. Like you said, Jacobs didn't have a good game, but Jacobs did actually talk about it today in his press conference. He was saying um, that someone asked him, you know, with the whole COVID outbreak, I mean, did you notice that the offensive line wasn't really clicking? And he said, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, miscommunication with the offensive line, like where they needed to go, um, you know, um, late to certain things. Uh, like if, you know, if a guard needed to pull around, uh, you know, maybe he took a half a second too late to pull and, you know, he was in the backfield before you knew it. So um, I, I think those those things did matter. Um, you know, of course, I agree with you. I think Jacobs needs to be a little bit more involved in the offense. Uh, you know, I like Devontae Booker. I know we have to give Jacobs a break, but when Jacobs had a total of, what, 14 plays to his name, like, <clears throat> we got to have more. You know, he, he's a, he's too talented of a player to, um, to only have him in 14 plays and really him only touching the ball 13 times. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, I think, uh, Jacobs needs to be a little bit more involved, but again, I mean, this is, this is, <laughs> this is what's funny is everyone's talking about Derek Carr. Oh, we need him to take more shots downfield. We need, need to take more shots downfield. And he does. And it's against a, good, a really good defense. So everyone's like, Oh, Carr couldn't hit him. Carr couldn't listen, whatever. Not every quarterback is going to hit it. 
Okay, not every time are you going to hit a deep ball. That's why a deep ball is always risky because you have to be super accurate on those. And sometimes even the best of them, Tom Brady, unfortunately in that game, he was on it. And you can't do anything about that. I've seen Drew Brees take deep shots and it was just like, what in God's name was that? Mm-hmm. Like, why, where are you going with that? So even all these like most accurate quarterbacks, it's not always accurate. Okay. So let's get that out of the way. And secondly, um, everyone complained that Carr always dumped it to the running back. Oh, he's always dumping it off. Always dumping it off. And now we're like, Oh, we want him to do that. So it's like, it kind of feels like Carr can't do anything right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you with the Ruggs situation. Ruggs needs to have the ball more. Um, he's a dynamic player. Um, he's kind of dealing with injuries. So, of course, you know, they want to get him the ball, but what can you really do if, you know, he can't be out on the field the whole time? Um, but, yeah, I think Trent Brown not being there and also reaching incognito mm-hmm. – um, that hurts us. It, yeah. it really does. And incognito is, is one of those guys who's a veteran lineman. He's one of those guys who uh, can communicate really well with everyone. Trent Brown is just a big dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helps no matter what. Um, Raider fans, I get that you're frustrated with Trent Brown. I get it. I'm frustrated because he's not playing and we paid him a lot of money, but let's be honest. The games that he has played, he has worked. So I understand why you want him out there, but let's not kill him, okay? Because on Twitter, I see a lot of these guys, whoa, if Trent Brown were out there, but, you know, he wants to say that he's hurt or he wants to go out and do blah, blah. Listen, let's encourage him so he'll want to come back because if I'm getting uh, crapped on on social media the whole time, I'm going to take my sweet little time a little bit more because I'm still getting paid. (laughs) So... Let's let's take it easy on Trent Brown. Listen, it's not that he's a bad player. It's not I don't think he's doing this intentionally. I think he has injuries. He had injuries in New England, so it's not like this is brand new information. Um, but with this whole COVID thing, you never know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, there was a scare that he might have gotten it. So you know, you just never know who's gonna have it. Let's stop crapping on these guys who are oh, they got COVID. Like give me a break, man. Like mm-hmm. I understand it's frustrating and, you know, you want your team to be healthy and you don't want them to do dumb stuff. Listen, these guys are really young um, and they're going to do some dumb stuff. I mean, I did. I'm sure you did. And, you know, that's how it goes, really. When you're young, you're you're dumb. I did want to bring up one more thing. Uh, sorry, I am going a little bit long. But, um, like I said, they have $7 million of of cap. Um JJ Watt is he he's owed eight million. So they would have to, if they were going to trade for him, they would have to unload a million dollars somewhere, which I think they could do. I'm not saying they couldn't, but you know, where that's going to be another question. I, I don't know. Probably in the cornerback position. Uh one of the guys who really doesn't see a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um or or maybe even uh one of the receivers, probably uh, Gafford or something. Um, And then um, I also saw that Stefan Gilmore, I saw a story, uh, Gilmore put his house up for sale in New England. So that could be one of two things. It could be he's legitimately just looking for a new house (laughs) or or that he knows he's going to be traded at the trade deadline 
somehow. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, and, and I think he would help out the Raiders immensely because like you said, Trayvon Mullen has been really good. He's been really good. He was the only right spot on that defense uh, against Tampa Bay. Um, and I like Damon Arnett. I think he's really good. I think he's had a couple of rookie mistakes, uh, no question. But if you had Stephon Gilmore, he can work in the slot. He can work on the outside. He can, And he can help grow these guys even more. Um, and I think he would – I mean – a pass rush would help out immensely, but also guys who know how to cover because Mullen has been covering and he's not getting thrown at a lot. It's mm-hmm. all the other guys. You know, I saw a lot of Lawson uh, yesterday, not yesterday, against Tampa Bay this past week. And, um, you know, he was constantly getting burned by Scotty Miller. And it was just, I mean, if it's not broke, you know, don't, don't fix it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think Stefan Gilmore definitely would fill a void, but he's another one who's owed eight million, so we would have to figure that out as well. I think it is doable. Um, I think Mike Mayock is smart enough to say, "I want to have draft picks, but we do need a little bit of help here." So I, th- I think he would be smart enough. Do I think he's going to do it? No. And if he doesn't make any trades at all. I would like him to go after Earl Thomas. I think Earl Thomas could help us at free safety, and he's a veteran. Even if he's not the fastest guy, he mm-hmm. is smart. He is he's going to be smarter than anyone we have on there right now. And um, and he's got so many games under his belt that it makes sense why he does. You know, and and I'm not saying you know Eric Harris is dumb or Jeff Heath is dumb. I like Jeff Heath. I think he's been pretty good, but. Um, I, I would trust Earl Thomas a little bit more in that situ- in that position. So. I think a good idea would be to kick the tires on Eric Reed. He's still a free agent right now. He's with Carolina last oh, year. Yeah, He had uh, four sacks. He didn't have any interceptions, but he did have about six pass deflections. And he played really good coverage and also good situation football for Carolina. He's still out there. And if, let's say, you don't want to take the flyer on Earl Thomas because of whatever – um, you know, take it on Eric Reed. The only thing he's guilty of is, you know, speaking his mind and taking a knee. Yeah. I mean, at this point, oh, right. Could you? Yeah. At, the, at this could point you. right now, like that, I mean, we are all on the same page. I'd like to think about that situation. We won't really get into yeah. it, but I mean, he's a really good football player that's still out there. I mean, why not? He would fit the Raiders yeah. culture and he's a hard hitter. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. I mean, yeah. he'd be great for the locker room. I'd like that a lot. Um, you know, also I saw that Dimitri Poe is a free agent. I would oh, maybe would be... wait. I would maybe wait on that because, uh, from what I'm hearing he, or from what I've read on Twitter, he's not the same since injury. So he's still about, you know, they think maybe another season before he's back to his old self. David Irving, who's on our practice squad, we might want to think about calling him up, see what he's got. I know <laughs> yeah. he's got some personal transgressions, but I mean, hey, Alden Smith is back in the league, and I mean that guy, <laughs> that guy didn't have a career for about three years, and he's now back. Yeah. So. I mean, there's light at the end of the tunnel for Irving. And, I mean, he was a phenomenal pass rusher with Dallas. I don't see why he couldn't help us now. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. All right, Cody, let's go real quick. Uh, Raiders are playing the Browns. Um, can we win this game? Absolutely. We, uh, we have a very good shot at winning this game. What it's going to take is pressure, 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 pressure. I feel like our DBs don't need to be lockdown cornerbacks. Um, however, our front is what it's going to take. Uh, our front needs to be pressuring Mayfield. They need to get him dancing in the pocket and moving, moving around. 
Uh, so that way he's not comfortable when he's on the move or when we basically take away his first read and he goes to a second one, he's not as confident. Um, that'll play into our hands. Um, this would be a really good opportunity for even Abrams when he gets back to really shine in coverage. If he's, you know, as, as good as we believe he is in, you know, leading the defense, it should be really good because, you know, mm -hmm. you imagine with Stefanski's offense, he's going to want to throw the ball on the yard. And if we can just get our defense to pressure, be creative with our blitz patch packaging, you know, throw in a couple linebacker blitzes, maybe even a couple of cornerback blitzes to kind of throw everything off. We should be able to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Our challenge is going to also be controlling Kareem Hunt at the line of scrimmage, which is going to be a tall task because he's so versatile in running and pass, uh, pass protection and catching the ball out of the backfield. So that'll be very difficult. I think it's possible though. Um, but you know, at this point, turn make Baker Mayfield beat you by pressuring him. We need pressure, 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 pressure. We can sack him. We get him out of the pocket. We get him with some happy feet. Um, you know, I feel like we have a really good chance of winning this game. Our offense, I think has a great opportunity to get back on track with some confidence. Um, you know, the Browns run defense is pretty good, but their pass defense isn't the greatest, which is an opportunity for Carr to let it loose with Waller, uh, Henry Ruggs, Nelson Aguilar, who's basically been like a very good uh, part in our offense. Yeah. I feel like this is a good opportunity for the Raiders offense to get some confidence. And as long as the Raiders defense gets some pressure, I'm not even saying sack the quarterback, get him out of the pocket, you know, one sack, one sack, a couple of quarterback hits maybe, and then that should be more than enough. Yeah. Um, you know, also to all you really have to do is make Baker Mayfield go to the left side, <laughs> you know, make him run to his left. That's all you have to do. Like he, apparently he never likes to go left. So he always is going right. So and put somebody on the field, the put someone on the field that looks like OBJ and then he'll, he won't throw it in his direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As us uh, OBJ fantasy owners knew all too well, unfortunately. Um, all right, Cody, let's take a break. And then uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some Fresno State football. Well, welcome back. Uh, this is the True Code Hour. And oh, sorry. Um, when did so, Delilah show up? Yeah. Let that brought in. <laughs> I did kind of, oh man, I did sound a little feminine. Sorry. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, we had Paul on last, uh, last week, as we had mentioned earlier this, uh, this episode. And uh, we talked about Fresno State. And he, I'm not going to lie, uh, I texted him this. Um, I said, you know, hey, man, uh, I feel like Fresno State's going to go undefeated. Or no, I told him, I felt like they were going to go undefeated, and then they lost to Hawaii. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. Uh -huh. I thought they were going to, like, kill it. <laughs> you made me have hope. No, no, no. <laughs> um, actually, that Hawaii team is, is pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. They actually have some. Uh, some decent players there and I, they've had some guys uh, recently go to the NFL from last year. So uh, that, that's a good Hawaii uh, team. So we lost Jake Hayner had three picks. I mean, it wasn't great. Uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to watch the game. Um, but you know, I was, I did listen to it and kind of checked in as much as I could. Um, so, I mean, it was the game was close at a point and then it kind of just got away from Fresno State kind of similar to the Raiders game so um you know uh right now Fresno State is playing Colorado State and they're actually up 24-10 at half and uh, I think it's going to start pretty soon the second half 
Um, and actually, Jake Hayner is, is doing really well. Um, he's got uh, two touchdowns throwing. He's uh, thrown for 210 yards already, so that's an average of 12.4. Uh, three incompletions. Uh, looks like we had to throw on our uh, backup quarterback a little bit, uh, Wooldridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's it's good. Ronnie Rivers has a rushing touchdown. Uh, Jalen Cropper he uh, he ran the ball a little bit. He's got two catches as well. Uh, if you listen to last week, he was he was one of the guys that I really want uh, the offense to kind of go through. Uh, Ronnie Rivers actually has five catches, sixty nine yards, and a touchdown. So those are the those are the numbers we want Josh Jacobs to have with the Raiders. So yes, uh, Rivers is is if if you don't know. <clears throat> and kind of what Paul alluded to a little bit, Rivers is really good. He mm-hmm. is fifty, and he kind of threw out uh, that Ronnie Rivers, his dad, actually was around Barry Sanders, and I see that a lot. Of I'm not saying Ronnie Rivers Jr. is is Barry Sanders, but I see a lot of his elusiveness moves that he makes. It does remind me a little bit of Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, very shifty. I mean, he, he can just cut on a dime and I know that's such a cliche, but he is a really good running back. Um, he really reminds me of when we had Robbie Rouse at Fresno state, Mm -hmm. Robbie Rouse was so good. I, and he never really got a, a good shot in at the NFL. Um, you know, the only real running back, um from fresno state that really got a good chance with ryan matthews yeah and he was with the chargers for for a few years and and he was good he wasn't great but he was good um i think ronnie rivers is probably in my opinion going to be the best running back coming out of fresno state because he fits today's game he can catch the ball um he can he's so elusive he's he's a small back he he kind of like you know I think he would be a, a way better Jalen Richard, like almost like a Tyree Cohen, maybe mm-hmm. not as fast, but he's that shifty. Um, so I, I like I like Ronnie Rivers. He is obviously someone that we're going to go through, mm-hmm. um, and 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 we figured that as much, you know, with Jake Hayner not having a lot, and even Paul said it's going to be a lot of Ronnie Rivers because when you have this talented of a running back, uh, you're not going anywhere else. So. Um, you know, listen, this whole COVID situation, it's tough. And as, again, I, I'm, I'm quoting Paul here. He said, Fresno State had the least amount of practice out of anyone in the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. So I think we saw a lot of that in the Hawaii game. And um, now you're seeing, okay, they got a little bit of practice. It's on a short week, but Colorado State, they had their game canceled on Saturday. Uh, due to COVID concerns in New Mexico. So they actually had their game canceled. Excuse me about that. Sorry. Um, and um, uh, and so now you're kind of seeing they didn't really have a lot of game. So this might be a, a good win for Fresno State and a way to to get going on that, uh, on that run. Um, now, again, we are in the Mountain West. You know, we're, we're not going to get a shot at, at being ranked or um, probably not going to have a shot at uh, – obviously not going to have a shot at the uh, playoff, mm-hmm. college playoff. But it's this is one of those years that I think Fresno State can really 
focus on one goal because normally you want to focus. Okay. We want to win the mountain West. And once you win the mountain West, okay, we want to kind of, uh, you, we want to be ranked, you know, or we want to go try and get into the playoff. And, and so there's these mountains that you have to climb with this one. It's just, let's just go in the mountain West. Let's see what we have in this team. Let's see what we need to improve on in this team for next year. Um, because it's a lot of young guys. The only like real senior that I think is, is uh, going to, you know, kind of miss out on, on something that could have been special is, is Ronnie Rivers, unfortunately. But he's, he's, all he has to do is have a good year, and he's in the NFL for sure, in my yeah. opinion. I was just going to say, it looks like with Colorado State game right now, it looks like what's really making the difference is the defense. Um, you know, we've had one, two, three, four, five possessions, and we scored five out of uh, four out of five on those possessions. And out of the one, two, three, four, five, six possessions, we've had them punt four times. So, you know, clearly our defense is coming alive. Paul mentioned that our defense is something to watch out for, that it's greatly improved. There's a, uh, a lot a lot faster uh, players that are returning. Um, our offensive line looks like it's getting into game shape because they're protecting Hainer. It looks like, uh, and Hainer looks really good. He's only, um, he's uh, thrown two touchdowns already, 200 yards, mm-hmm. like what you mentioned. Ronnie Rivers looks great. Um, you know, right now, if you were in fantasy football, he'd be probably an arguable number one pick right now with these stats. <laughs> um, I would like to see uh, Cropper kind of get more involved, but honestly, with Jordan Mims, Josh Kelly, they're, they're both pretty good. Um, I know yeah. that last week, our con- what made it tough is, uh, you know, these long drives that really wore out our defense that, uh, that uh, Hawaii had really did us in, and it was with the rushing. I mean, they really just beat us up um, running yeah. the ball. They didn't really have to throw the ball all that much. Um, but uh, I, I think what it is is I think we're finally starting to kind of get into shape where we're getting our wind yeah. Um, uh, another thing too that Colorado State may be going against is that you know because there's COVID concerns, maybe that there's rust. You know they had all this time to prepare, wasn't able to do it on their game. Now they had to wait another week, so it's a lot more. You know they didn't get to play full games, so now it's like this is their first legit game with legit competition. They look the way that the the uh, the Bulldogs looked last week. So, yeah. um, you know I'm encouraged though. I think the Bulldogs have a really good chance of you know maybe going six and two, seven and one. I think that if uh, Hainer can keep playing this well, we have Ronnie Rivers, our offensive line stays healthy. You yeah. know, if our defense stays off the field and, you know, really creates havoc, like what it looks like it's doing, I'm encouraged to see what the what the Bulldogs have. But, um, you know, it was really kind of shocking to see Hainer. He almost had 300 yards passing, but also three interceptions. So you can definitely tell he's a gunslinger. And it uh, looks like he made a, some really good adjustments because he's throwing the ball really well. And Ronnie Rivers is running the ball really well. And he's really – he's really a, a focal point in this offense. Like what, you know, Paul said, like, yeah, there's a lot of talent, but Ronnie rivers is going to be the main focal point. Cause he's, he's the guy, you know, he's, you know, he's basically studied running back position his whole life. And you can tell that he's basically an expert at it right now against college players. And, you know, it, it looks great. So he's definitely going to be playing on Sundays next year for sure. Um, and, you know, the Bulldogs have a good chance to be, to make some noise right now in mountain west uh with this team i mean i don't want to sound uh i don't want to sound a little over the top but i mean this defense is playing really well um yeah you know the division is is going to be kind of all over the place and if the the bulldogs stay healthy stay out of trouble and just keep working um and this offense keeps clicking the way it does i mean watch out mountain west bulldogs are coming back so which is really which is really good because a lot of these players are 
underclassmen that are going to be around for a while from the Valley, like what Paul had mentioned. And so there's that Valley pride to, you know, to really make a name for yourself at Fresno state. Yeah. I I will say this and I, I don't, I really am not trying to trash the mountain West or the other teams in the mountain West is what I want to say. Um, you know, uh, after this Colorado state game, uh, next Saturday, they have UNLV and then they have Utah state who actually just lost their, uh, their quarterback. So, you know, Utah state's going to kind of go through uh, a little bit of, of an issue. Uh, San Jose state, they're, they're never really as good as, as you think they might be. Um, you know, the one team that really worries me is, is San Diego state. I, and you could make an argument for Nevada as well. Um, San Diego state always plays us rough. Um, mm-hmm. but I think we, we always play them tough as well. So, um, you know, Fresno state has a pretty favorable, um, this is a matchup, uh, schedule. And, uh, I, I think they could go out, you know, I think at most they could end up with like three or four losses. So they might be 500, but really I feel like this year Fresno state is looking at it as, okay, we want to win the mountain West, but if we don't, we're at least going to see what we have in this team. You know, we're, we're looking at what Jake Hayner is and Hayner looks decent. You know, I think he had a lot of rust in the first game and unfortunately he probably, he had to force the ball a few times and, you know, got picked off three times it sucks, but he's coming back in this game. And that's, that's kind of what I was really curious to see is, okay. He just had a game where he had three interceptions. Now he's going to a game where, um, uh, you know, he could show what he can do, how he can, uh, persevere or how he's going to continue this trend. And so far he's doing really good. I mean, three incompletions, you can't really ask anything better than that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm encouraged. I know, I know Fresno state is not always the, the sexiest name or, uh, you know, one of the best teams in, in the country, but they're always a competitive team in the mountain West. They're always in it. Uh, last year, even though we weren't as good, <laughs> they still owe had a shot towards the end and uh, unfortunately you know they didn't make it and uh, it was it was a rough uh quarterback year for us and it was also um you know honestly if Jake Hayner was uh, available to play last year I think Fresno State would have started him as a freshman Mm -hmm. um but uh because he was ineligible because he was transferred um you know we we started with Reina, and I'm not saying Reina was terrible, but he wasn't he wasn't at the level that I think Jake Hayner is, and and kind of Paul alluded to as well. I mean, this guy's got a big arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he doesn't look you know like a big quarterback. He doesn't look like a guy who you know is going to scare you or who can beat you. But he is a scary. He's got a scary arm, and that's what you have to worry about. And as he continues to grow, especially with this schedule, he's going to have a lot of confidence going up into the San Diego state game. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, that's going to be really fun. So I don't want to look too far ahead because UNLV, um, you know, honestly, UNLV always plays Fresno state tough always. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things. It's just, sometimes you always have those teams, you know, that just always play you rough. Like, uh, with the Chiefs, you know, they're let, let's be honest. The Chiefs are, are a better team than the Raiders, but 
the Raiders always play the Chiefs tough. Like, they always do. And you know it's got to bug Patrick Mahomes because he's got to look and be like, we are so much better than they are. <laughs> and, like, the Raiders always come out and they'll just, like, punch him in the mouth. And they're just like, dang it. Mm-hmm. They're always right here. So, um, and I don't mean to, to bash uh, the Raiders here, but, I mean, right now, I mean, offense, if you look at the Chiefs offense versus the Raiders defense, it's it's really not that close, so let's yeah. let's not get too upset about that uh, comment. But um, yeah, I I think uh, Fresno State has a really good shot here. Um, like I said, I was I told uh, Paul I was like, hey man, you got my hopes up, and he was like, they're still a good team, you know. It's just you know, it's the first game, first game jitters, you know, Hainer's first time in this offense, so there was a lot of firsts for Fresno State, and especially with the practice time and yeah. You know, uh, it, it, it we should have saw it coming, but because we had Paul in here and, you know, he was making me like, yeah, let's go state, you know. He made us believe um, we can beat Alabama <laughs> and Clemson. We were, we were on that hype train, I think. But now that I look back on it, it's just like, hey, listen, even if we lose four games, we could lose those games. But if we lose, like, not by much, that's really encouraging, you know, or if we look good, even if we lose by 20, but you kind of, you can see, Hey, there's something there. If we can add something to this, or if we would have called a couple of different plays uh, differently, you know, stuff like that. So um, there is, there is a lot of good stuff about Fresno state. And especially, I think this is a good year to have that. Um, As we said, this is one of those, this is one of those weird years that, you know, Fresno state really, you know, can't like, come into break into the top 25 and everyone's like, Whoa, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Even if they do make it in the top 25, like I said, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but even if they do, uh, it's, it's only going to go like, they're not going to go higher than top 20 and it's not because they're not a good team. It's just the opponents that they're facing. Yeah. And again, mountain West is, is actually competitive. Like they, they usually put up some good fights on, uh, you know, their uh, non-conference games, but you know, uh, the playoff doesn't doesn't like Mountain West right now, and you you know you can't make them change their mind. Yeah, for sure. All right, Cody. Well, uh, do you have any final thoughts? Maybe Fresno State Raiders, anything like that? No, I think we pretty much covered a lot of it. Um, yeah. You know, if anybody has any questions they want us to answer regarding Fresno State football, Las Vegas Raider football, you know anything. If you have a team or fantasy questions go on our website drewcodesportstalk.com we have a question or comment section you guys can leave any topics or suggestions and you know if we can get enough of them we'd love to do a whole show regarding those so yeah for sure so leave it all there and uh, i think that's pretty much all that i have for tonight Uh, i do want to say one thing um as giants fans um you know the the dodgers won the world series and i bring this up right now Yes, I do. And I, I do want to say this. Um, Giants fans who are saying, well, there, there's an asterisk, there's an asterisk. You know, they could, Dr. Fans could also say, like, there's an asterisk next to Barry Bonds. So if you want Barry mm-hmm. Bonds in the Hall of Fame, then give it to the Dodgers, first of all, because they have a valid point. Second of all, this, this COVID season, yes, it was shortened. And I know there's, like, a bunch of Giants fans who are saying, well, Kershaw, he was a lot healthier, you know, because he was a shorter year. Blah, blah. Listen, even if you're a Giants fan and you've seen Kershaw and you love to see him fail, of course, we want to see him fail. But now, now that we know that he won one, 
we can admit Kershaw is a great pitcher, and if any Dodger deserved to win anything like that, uh, it was Clayton Kershaw. Okay, I I'm a like I've said on here before. I'm a lifelong Giants fan. Um, I grew up rooting for the Giants. I hate the Dodgers, but I I'm also a baseball fan, and and I don't know how Giants fans watch that and go, you know what? Kershaw really deserved it because he's so good. He really is. He pitches against the Giants all the time. He does so well all the time. And I don't know why it's so hard for, even if it's a rival, you can be like, man, like last year, Cody, when, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, you and I sat here and go, yeah, the Chiefs were the better team. Mm-hmm. Why is that so hard to say? I don't get it. I, I don't like the Chiefs. It's not like I'm rooting for them. But if they win, I can say they were a good team. They deserve to win. I, 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 never, I never got that. The, the Dodgers, did I want to see them win the World Series? No. Mm-hmm. I want to keep saying, well, why don't you guys try and win one one time, you know? Yeah. Um, but they won it, and it was well-deserved. I think even if it were a longer season, I really still think that the Dodgers were a great team. Them adding Mookie Betts, you could tell the difference with the Dodger team. Mm-hmm. You could tell the difference. Um, that team is going to be gutted a little bit. I, I'm not sure if Seager's going to be back for the Dodgers. Um, I don't think Peterson is going to be back, and he was huge in this postseason, Jack Peterson. Um, and Trinan, I'm not sure he's going to be back. They, they might be able to re-sign him. Uh, but he might go. And, and so those are some pieces that they, they might lose. And then obviously um, Kershaw, uh, he could possibly go. I don't see them letting him go, but there's always that possibility. Um, but let's, let's be honest. As Giants fans, stop, stop saying the Dodgers suck still. And, oh, of course they had to win it, you know, in a, in a uh, pandemic year. Blah, blah. Listen, we were we were Giants fans rooting for the Giants to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If we would have went all the way, we would have wanted all the glory. But we didn't. Mm-hmm. We we lost. We had a chance to get in the playoffs and face the Dodgers, and we didn't. So we're upset. You know, everyone was rooting for the every Giants fan was saying, "Oh, we could make it to the playoffs." Do not say that you were not rooting for them to get in the playoffs because you're lying. If you're that passionate and you're like, oh, I hate the Dodgers, I hate the Dodgers, you were rooting so bad, so bad to get in the postseason. Mm-hmm. You're lying to me if you're saying, no, I wanted them to lose because I didn't want them to have to face the Dodgers and blah, blah, Then you know that the Dodgers were a good team. So let's not lie, okay? We, let's, not, let's not act like, oh, it's stupid. But we wanted the Giants to be in there. They didn't. The Dodgers won it all. They deserved it. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers. I hope you don't make it next year. <laughs> we'll let you guys have this one because, of course, you know, Kobe tragically passed in January, so the Lakers won one. We now need uh, – uh, you know, I would want the Raiders to go all the way. If they don't, I will settle for we'll the Los LA. Angeles Rams <laughs> just because, you know, it's yeah. L.A. So I wouldn't settle for the L.A. Chargers, though. Screw them. I, that's one team I would throw <laughs> the line at. Screw the LA Chargers. Yeah, I don't like formerly known as San Diego. Screw them. But yeah, no, I think honestly, it's a sportsmanship and respect for just sports in general. If you know you're a rival team and you don't want them to win, I mean, you know, we we dislike the Broncos, the Chargers, and uh, you know the Chiefs greatly. But 
we give credit where credit is due and we're honest. You know, if our team is, is hot garbage, we're going to call it how we see it. And if that, <laughs> yeah. and if our rivals are better than us, we're going to, we're going to say they're, they're better. Cause obviously, you know, we're not trying to lie or say like, Oh no, the Raiders are Super Bowl contenders. When we, when, when we know that they're not, they, you know, they, they don't stand a chance against the chiefs. If we were to go like a best of seven winner mm-hmm. gets the Super Bowl, we kind of know how that would play out. Yeah, with the Dodgers, they just won the World Series six months sooner than expected because I, I think four years in a row you've called the Dodgers to get into the World Series and win, mm-hmm. and they got into three of those years and they finally won this one without any cheating. So, yeah, you know, and and they're clearly everyone the who is saying that Kershaw, you know, he, you know, his playoff woes and blah blah blah. Listen, yes, obviously his track record, but let's be honest, one of those years he actually had a really good World Series. And it just so happened it was against the Astros, who, and we found out, were cheating. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like Kershaw was bad. He he gave up like I think he gave up like one run, and it was kind of late when they left him in. But now we kind of know why, <laughs> because uh, Altuve knew the picture was coming. So, um, you know, I I I don't like I said I've already said this before, but I just I don't get why you can't just admit. Listen, the Dodgers were obviously the better team. Like, I would have loved to see the Yankees against the Dodgers. I think that would have been so fun. Mm-hmm. I think the Yankees are a lot better team than the Rays. I know that's, you know, baseball purists are like, no, 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 no. Listen, if the if the Yankees are all healthy and they're all, um, you know, playing how they normally would, the Yankees are a better team. Okay, Pitchers the Rays included. are the Rays are stingy. They, you know, they're kind of like that little uh, thing you get stuck under your nail, you know, maybe like a like a grain of sand or something and <laughs> bugging the crap out of you. And you're just like, oh, my God, I cannot get it. That's how the Rays are. Um, but the Yankees are like a rock under your nail. It's going to peel your whole nail. So, <laughs> you know, when they're healthy. So and that was their issue. They weren't healthy and they lost. And that's OK. Um you know, I think that would have been a, a lot more fun of a World Series, but it was a really good World Series nonetheless. So, uh, congratulations to the Dodgers. That's that's a, that's the extent of our Dodger talk for the year. Yeah, this won't be <laughs> talked about again for another thirty years until they win again. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Hey, guys, go check out our social media: uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Drew Code Sports Talk. Um, you know, like Cody said earlier, uh, you know, comment, you know, direct message us, whatever it may be. Uh, we want to hear from you. If you got questions, answers, uh, we posted on Twitter, you know, if we, if you need uh, fantasy football help, let us know. Uh, Cody and I have been talking all day about fantasy football. So, uh, and we listen, I have won multiple leagues. Uh, so I know what I'm talking about. Cody, not so much. Um, just kidding. even though this is coming from the guy who I said, start Mike Evans against the Raiders over AJ Brown. Yeah. Brown went off. So that was my fault. By the anyway. way, it cost me the game, by the way, had I put him in and said, I would have won, but you, but you did it to me, the track, week. right? You no, know, you did it to me the week before. So that's cool. You know, I don't whatever. remember a 20 point difference between. Okay. It wasn't a 20 point difference, but I still lost because of your, your, uh, advice really the the three and a half points was the big was the big difference for you yes i lost because of you because you're like oh you should do and i was like oh man i should have went with my gut 
But I had to ask Cody. And he I'm, gets... I'm not asking you for fantasy advice anymore. <laughs> so anyway, um, we you know we ask questions. Please answer. You know, ask us anything we we want to hear from you. Uh, that was a long uh, promo, I guess. <laughs> also, go check out YouTube. We've been putting a lot of good videos out there. Uh, we have uh, three videos with Paul Leffler from last week. Go check them out. They're actually really easy watches. Um, and it's really good information that he gives you on, on uh, all, this, all the topics that we have for him. So go check it out. It, it's really cool. Also, go check out fnxfitness.com. They got great workout gear, great workout supplements. Cody just got a bunch of stuff from there. Uh, he's got it on a new hat, on, on a new uh, shirt. And uh, he got a new uh, little mask thing, uh, so good for him. I actually need to get creatine from there because I just ran out today. So I need to go get creatine. I use their protein, and it is phenomenal. I love that protein shake. It is, it is my favorite I've ever had. So um, I'm not looking forward to running out of that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, go check them out. Uh, Cody's actually going to explain to you how you can get 15% off of your whole purchase. That's right, guys. Go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. In our homepage, there's a link called Partners at the bottom. Click on that. It'll take you to where you need to go and click on the FNX link to get, uh, all, obviously, your merch. You can get your gear. I've got two new shirts. I bought my wife a tank top, and I got a new hat. And I also got a face covering for when Drew and I go to the gym together. So I'm all set with my FNX gear. Um, if you guys want to use a promo code to get some, uh, some money off your purchase, you want to use drew code 15, that'll get you 15% off your purchase. When you guys, uh, shop with us or shop with FNX fit. And then, uh, I think anything, anything more than a hundred dollars is free shipping in the U S. So trust me, you guys, you guys are going to want to pick up a lot of this gear. Um, over the weekend when I bought my gear, they're clearing out their sales. So a lot of this stuff is like, you know, like 10%, 20% off. And then you use the promo code that's even more savings. Um, and I think right now they're in between seasons and I'm pretty sure next weekend they're going to come out with free shipping for any purchase. So look out for that. Use our promo code. Like I mentioned, uh, while you're on juicodesportstalk.com though, you guys can also listen to full podcast episodes. There's links to all the podcast platforms to listen to us, whether that be, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, um, you can, you can watch our YouTube channel on the website as well, or click on the subscribe button and it'll take you directly to our page to begin watching and see our entire library of content on YouTube. So I highly encourage all of that. And also too, there's photos of us. You guys get to see how big and dorky we are and get to see how much fun we're having doing this podcast for you guys. And also getting a chance to spend time with each other and talk about our favorite teams. So Drew, I don't got anything else, man. Do you have anything? Uh, just I uh, the uh, blog that I have on the website as well. It's called One Giant Step. It's a uh, Giants blog. Uh, right now, it's not currently going, uh, but I have decided that I'm going to write something in December about uh, what the Giants should go after, um, and it'll probably entail uh, like a Trevor Bauer signing, uh, like Trinan signing, and possibly a Jock Peterson signing. So I'm I'm. I think I'm going to post it in December to kind of see what, what transpires. Cause those are, those are like the big names that have kind of been floating around, uh, that, uh, Farhan Zadi, the, um, uh, baseball director for, uh, Giants baseball has been, uh, kind of linked to, or, or has talked about before trying to get. So, um, I, I'm going to wait a little bit until December when the winter meetings are supposed to be, 
Uh, so once that comes out, I, I, I will write that and then I'll have another break until uh, spring training. So as far as I know, baseball is supposed to be back on schedule. Um, but I guess we'll see, but, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's really all I got, Cody. All right, guys, have a good one. Catch us next week. And again, don't forget to subscribe to all the channels, podcasts, and follow us on social media with that. See you guys later.